Hi, my name is Ethan Wagner, and I am the chief editor for Excelsior. Before we get into the podcast, I just want to go over Horace Mann's community norms. Speak from the eye perspective, listen for understanding, assume complexity, expect and accept a lack of closure, and learning leaves story stay. On top of this, I also want all listeners to keep in mind that in every podcast, we'll potentially bring up topics such as race, ethnicity, sexuality, gender, and socioeconomic status. These are topics that here on Excelsior we do not shy away from because they are sometimes necessary to the discussion we are having. However, we always talk about these topics in a respectful and civilized manner. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Excelsior Season 2. Uh, today we are doing a Marvel Mania type episode, so we're going to talk about Shang-Chi first for a bit, then we're going to get into Eternals. It's episode, I don't even know, 8, <laughs> 9, 10, something around there. It doesn't really matter at this point, if I'm being completely honest. It's Marvel Mania, it's Eternals, it's Shang-Chi. Going to be a good time. Next week we'll do something else, probably the No Way Home breakdown, uh, for those of you who are excited for that. I know we at the studio are very hyped for the new Spider-Man movie. Today I am joined by Jane Piccadillo. Hello. Don't say my last name like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is off-podcast inside joke. <laughs> right, so Jane Piccadillo. Uh, no. Patrick Steinbell. Hey. And newcomer uh, Cassandra Ortiz. Hi. And Mishkola. Hello, everyone. All right, so since it came out first, let's start with Shang-Chi. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar with the podcast or for those who did it for the first time, what we usually do is we give around, go around, say our quick thoughts, and then we get into some more deep talking uh, conversations, and then we'll obviously give our rankings at the end. I think since we're doing two things today, like we'll close out the segment, and then we'll get into Eternals rather than give both rankings at the very end. I think that'll make the most sense. So Shang-Chi. Uh, unlike most of the population, I personally was not a big fan. I thought the first two-thirds were great. They were awesome. Simu Liu was fantastic. Choreography was amazing. Fun time. The second they got to the really dumb magic tree forest that was just a ripoff of, um, what's the thing from Lord of the Rings? The Ents? What's that called? Never, never seen it. Oh, I don't remember. I don't think you ever watched Lord of the Rings. That's, that's awful. Okay. Well, anyways. I think it's a, it is an end. But there's a, the forest is called something. Remember, it's a ripoff of that forest, and then there's the magic land with the dragons. It got way too magic It should have been just a more grounded story, in my opinion. Um, obviously, with the with the magical elements of the Ten Rings. So yeah, for me, first two-thirds, great. Loved it. Uh, it. I think a lot of the jokes misfired, but other than that, like I, I enjoyed Aquafina, I enjoyed Simu Liu. I had a good time. Last third, just completely nosedived the whole thing for me. I was like, I just wasted uh, two hours of my life. This sucked. Jin? Wow, that's <laughs> that's a lot to pick up on, but uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't think it was like I don't know one of the best Marvel films. Like it was it had a bunch of pizzazz, but I think it was a very solid film. Uh, something new that's uh, I mean, I feel like we haven't gotten like a, a taste of like really like clean martial arts since like Daredevil and uh, Iron Fist. So that was really something that I'd like to see. In, in if you're movie. gonna sit in this podcast and compare Daredevil to Shang Chi. I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. <laughs> like that's just, just not allowed. Can I said martial up? arts, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> can we mutiny, Jordan? <laughs> can we? All right, guys. Uh, ten episodes in, I'm getting kicked off. That's great. Hey guys, welcome to Excelsior season two. I'm the new host. <laughs> no, but uh, I really don't have like any like strong opinions about it. Like it was a good film, and uh, 
Although, like, yeah, it got a little bit stale towards the end with the magic-y stuff. I didn't perceive it that way, but now that you put it like that, um, it, it is, like, a little bit more, like, fantastical, like, Deus Ex Machina, like, you know. Yeah. But um, I saw it, I was like, oh, interdimensional travel. That's nothing new in Marvel. But, uh, yeah, and I just wish, like, the Ten Rings were just like this. Oh, I punch harder now. Uh, I did like that. I'm pretty sure they were, like, they were their own entity. It was cool. Oh. Like, you... <laughs> Never mind then. <laughs> wait, wait, did I just he completely just, yeah. misunderstand what you yeah. said? Yeah, I said I didn't like the fact that. Yeah. Oh, oh, guys, I'm off today. It's been a while since I've been on the podcast. I wasn't on Rick and Morty. Uh, I guess I've missed you one. Were on Dune. I was on Dune. I, it's an off day for me. It's been more than a month since I've been on. Yeah, yeah, but Jane's Jane's just better than me. And in, in uh, Patrick, you want to pick it up? I wish that I had a uh, less generic opinion on Shang Chi. I. Love classic martial arts films, so I loved all the homages paid to those. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I didn't mind the, in terms of fantastical stuff, I didn't mind the third act. I minded it in the bus sequence, which I'm sure we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I loved the the action was good enough to make me enjoy the film. I've never laughed at a single Aquafina joke in my life, uh, so I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't like you didn't the like humor crazy of the film. I, I haven't seen Crazy Rich. It's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth watching. That was her breakout. That was yeah. her breakout thing. But, um... Uh, I, I Ocean's, would... Ocean's 8. She was in Ocean's 8? Yeah. yeah. With, like, everything That was else. before um, mm-hmm. Crazy Rich. Yeah, Asians. it was. It was. Yeah. 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 So she's, like, a hit on she's TV. Also just we should, yeah. 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 But that, but that yeah. was after um, uh, Crazy Rich. Whatever. Keep going. Yeah. Um... Uh, I look forward to seeing Simu Liu do more stuff in the yeah. future because I thought he was great. He was this. great. And it, he wasn't even the best, though. Tony Leong. Oh. Uh, and yeah. here's the thing. And just really quickly, I haven't se- I'm looking forward to seeing the movie over the break. You haven't seen Shang-Chi? I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, all right. Well, I, we're just spoiling it no, right no, now. No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> and listen, Tony Leong is one of my favorite actors of all I'd, time. Yeah, I'd never seen him in anything before, and I have to go back and watch him in his Hong Kong cinema. Watch after this. Infernal Affairs and Hard Boiled. He's amazing. Absolutely. He he was so good in that. I really liked it. I also think just the act of going back to the theater to watch a Marvel movie, I think that's what I enjoyed most about it because I haven't done that in like two years. I think the last (laughs) movie was Endgame. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Black Widow in theaters. Yeah, I saw Black Widow. I didn't see that in theaters. Did you see Spider-Man in theaters? Oh, yeah, yeah, Spider-Man. Far From Home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Far From Home was the last one. That was after Endgame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Like, I, I think that that was just, like, a big thing that, like, I associated with it. I didn't hate all of, like, the magical, like, mm-hmm. aspects of it. But, like, I'm, I don't know, I think it's, like, setting up for more things. Yeah. Which, like, I think that's going to be more exciting. Yeah, and I definitely think that Shang-Chi kind of reinforces the idea of the MCU is very much going to split into two different universes. Yeah. You have a cosmic MCU and a grounded MCU. Right. With the cosmic MCU being Shang-Chi, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Eternals. And then yeah. the grounded MCU is like Blade, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, Dane Whitman, uh, Moon Knight. <laughs> Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah, all, all the Daredevil now. Because uh, yeah. there was that leak that Marvel is remaking the Daredevil show. Uh, so yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if, if Kevin Feige comes out at D23 this year or next year and says, no, like, we're actually economically going to split into the universe. Like, you will never see these two universes interact except for the next big endgame. Like, I, I mean, personally, I'm a fan of that. Because if I'm being honest, I don't know what the hell Daredevil is going to do against Galactus. Like, you might hit him with a few sticks, but that, that's about it. Um, so I, I'm i fine with, with that separation. Uh, yeah, I guess we can go... I mean, the bus scene's a pretty good way, place to start off with. That's kind of the start of the movie for Shang-Chi. 
Um, it's still in the first third. Yeah, that all those action scenes, namely the bus scene, which was ridiculous in its own right, but the scene where he's fighting, where they're fighting in wherever city that is, where, where he sees Seven. Wong fight Abomination, and then he's fighting oh, okay. the the ninjas. Uh, I thought that was awesome. I did think it was a missed opportunity not to make that city Madripoor. Oh, that would have been a nice connection to Falcon Winter Soldier, Falcon. right? And have his sister be running some ring in Magic War. Wouldn't just you know another way to tie this to the rest of the MCU? Because outside of the end credit scene and the fact that uh, both this and Ant Man and the Wasp took place in San Francisco, there's and obviously it's ten rings with Tony Stark. There's no real like hard connection to it to the rest of the MCU. So that would have been cool. Uh, and it also would have been the only Phase Four project to tie to a different Phase Four project. Because so far, Phase 4 has been completely separate from everything else. They haven't, like, tied together at all. So that would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, with the bus scene, I mean, the they introduced Razor Fist. Like, the dude with the, whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever that yeah. thing is. I was like, come on. Yeah. Like, there was no point to, to that. It was just, it was a cool scene. I mean, Simu Liu is, is awesome. Did he do his own stunts? Do we know? Yeah. 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 Uh, that, that was sick. He trained yeah. for so long before yeah. this. He trained for a like, long time. It was wow. Like doing that split kick. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. That was split sick. Kicks. Oh <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> god. Uh, but I actually watched the movie twice. I watched it once by myself, and then I watched it back with my parents. And then uh, getting to the bus scene, I'm just like focused on the back of the bus, seeing <laughs> Razor Fist just sitting there. And I'm like, was he always just there? <laughs> like it just looks so dumb. Like he's just sitting there, just brooding, looking at yeah. at Shang Chi, and I was. I was like, this, this was over, like overly hyped. Like I, I it was a oh, so in every trailer, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, every trailer was the bus scene. It was yeah. just fun. Well, I will say, I loved the first half of the bus. Scene. Yeah, like, when yeah. he's using it, no I mean, intended. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those like, who don't know, they cut the yeah. bus in half. So it's, yeah. Okay, so like I mentioned at the start, um, I loved the homages and this scene was an homage to Jackie Chan stuff where he's using yeah. his coat, he's using the environment, the bus around him. And I loved that part. And then I did the Marvel thing where it feels the need to just make it bigger and so suddenly the bus is greening off course, it's cut in half, he's having to catch people from like falling out and all that. And I, I, I wish they just trusted their choreography yeah. more. Because their choreography was good enough to carry that whole scene. Well, if anyone's ever seen, has anyone ever seen Nobody, the film with Bob Odenkirk? Yes. Okay. So the bu the bus scene in Nobody is fantastic. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's obviously made by the guy who did John Wick. It takes place in that universe, so you know it's gonna be good. But that's a great bus scene. He's using the bus to his advantage, same way Shang Chi does in the first first half of this fight. Uh, but they trusted the choreography, and it worked really well. I d I definitely agree with Patrick that yeah, the bus scene got a bit too marvelly. Um, but but then again, like that's my issue with the whole movie is it felt too marvelly. Yeah, uh, and it could have been a lot more. Yeah, I guess grounded and whatever you want to call it. Um, what else happens in this movie? I'm trying to, I'm trying so to think. So the what other the other action scene, <laughs> uh, and I know I'm sort of being a one trick on this action stuff. The other action scene I wanted to talk about was Tony Leung versus uh, Shang Chi's mother. Ooh. At, at the start, because it's a, it's really Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, where they're yeah. it's called uh, Wire Fu. Um, it's very floaty and all that and that I thought was not only good action it was good visual storytelling mm -hmm. which was something that the film as a whole um, in certain parts really failed at like when Shang-Chi first speaks to Aquafina, there's literally a line that says we've been friends for 20 years which is non-visual storytelling and then in this you see out uh, 
over the course of the fight, like them falling in love. And I thought that was an yeah. absolutely amazing scene. Yeah, I think the other big fight scene, uh, I'm disappointed that it happens in the worst part of the movie, but it was really cool, is where Shang-Chi fights his father and Shang-Chi is, sl- is slowly gaining control over the rings. And someone pointed this out online, but if you look, when Wu, he always fights with the rings attached to himself and very rarely flings them out only to ever hit somebody else. Whereas Shang-Chi, he never has the rings on himself. And the rings are always surrounding him and protect him. He's a much more defensive, uh, artistic fighter, whereas Wen Wu is more hard-hitting and brutal, which I thought was, again, really cool visual storytelling. Uh, if, anyone, if anyone here or if any of our audiences have ever played the game Destiny 2, uh, there's a storyline in that game where a character is tricked into releasing an interdimensional demon through the voice of his loved one, which is also the exact plot of Shang-Chi, um, where Shang-Chi's father is tricked into releasing an interdimensional demon Destiny from the voice of his loved one. Tony Leon. They did not. Uh, but I did think it was, I, I did think the story of Shang-Chi, uh, look at my little great segue here, I think the story left a bit to be desired for. I think at this point in the MCU, we're kind of beyond... Um, interdimensional demons using loved ones voice. It, it just felt very like played out and typical um, I definitely think I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that we haven't had more MCU projects directly deal with this snap right? like, I think it could have been cool again this is just wishful thinking but if, if Wenwu had been like oh you know or, or, I mean I think he was a great villain by the way I mean Tony Young and very well acted uh, and and I, I liked him as a character, but I do think it could have been someone like I don't know filling some power vacuum in a post um, you know snap universe, or dealing with the aftermath of that, or maybe the snap disproportionately affected like certain regions or whatever, what have you. Um, I don't know. I just I, it felt I, I was watching it and I was like, okay, when moves again, first two thirds. All right, when moves cool. You know, there's a there's a deep family story here that I really like, and then you get to the interdimensional being and whatever. And in the final fight, Shang-Chi doesn't actually do anything. Like, he's just sitting on top of that dragon while the dragon does whatever. Uh, I think the... I, I don't want to get too bogged down in it because uh, we're almost at the halfway point and I do want to talk about Eternals. Oh, wow, we actually will. But um, I think that Shang-Chi had finished his part of the fight. His part yeah. of the fight was Tony Leung. But I, but I think that's where the movie should have ended. Like, I don't think you to get into the whole interdimensional demon stuff. It could have just been... Shang-Chi and, and Wen-Wu. But it's something that Cassandra set up. They're setting up other things. Yeah. I think they're trying to set up... That's a question. Do we really think that we're ever going to see this magical Shang-Chi realm again? I don't think, I think that we not. would see it in like the same way that it was presented in the movie. Because like right. Marvel's definitely done things where like there's just like this like safe haven or just like... like we saw it in Age of Ultron with like Clint's family mm-hmm. that just yeah. came out of nowhere. Like, I feel like they could do something like that. I don't think we're going to see interdimensional demons like that ever again. Sure. But, like... I don't know. I just, my, my, my big fear with, with all this stuff is, and we'll get into this uh, more with Eternals, is there's Marvel's introducing way too many secret societies and big galactic celestials yeah. and whatever, and it kind of like defeats, in my opinion, defeats the, what made the Phase 1, Phase 2, Phase 3 MCU so good, which is... You, you take a bunch of remarkable people. You know, I mean, it's Nick Fury's line. I uh, take a bunch of remarkable people and see if they can become something more. And it was this very much like the MCU itself. It was this very, um, you know, we we you, we figure it out as we go and we are doing our best uh, to save the day. 
And then you get into Shang-Chi, like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter if you have this ancient society of warriors and with Eternals, you have these people who've been here for 7,000 years. Like, none of it really, and with the TVA and Loki, we talked about this on that episode, none of this really matters if you have all of these ultra-powerful secret organizations and people that can kind of exert their influence to shape time to their every whim uh, and need. And for me, it was just like, all right, we have Wakanda, that was really cool. And at least Wakanda, and Wakanda makes win. And I mean, this is essentially just Wakanda, but different. Mm. It's a secret society that didn't want to be involved with the rest of the world because they feared that the rest of the world would come to take their natural resources and uh, technology. It's except literally this was defending. Except exactly. this was defending. Sure. They I, lived there. They they trapped this this ancient being in their realm, and they they already lived there. So it's not like it's just this one village. That's fair. Yeah. It's this whole dimension, this whole world, and they they just happen to live in the village that defends this this gateway. And I feel like. I don't know. I don't really mind that that we're introduced to all this stuff because it's a part of Shang Chi's origin story. Yeah, in his yeah. introduction into the MCU, like it's important. Like, um, it, whether or not we see it again, I feel like that doesn't really matter because we know sure. that this is what happened. Like, this is what influenced him in order to how he learned how to improve his martial arts and how to be different yeah. from his father and and to learn more from his mother, even though she has pa- passed on, and. Yeah, it's all about his origin story, not really how this affects the rest of the MCU. It's more no, it sure. I, I guess she and his family. I guess for yeah. me, I just wish that um, we could learn all of that and see all of that not using extraordinary amounts of magic or whatever. Because, I mean, just personally for me, I love Guardians of the Galaxy, Infinity War and Endgame. They handled all that sci-fi magic stuff great because they, again, still kept it semi-grounded. Um, I just wish, and again, we're going to this with Eternals, that we weren't going so heavily into the cosmic, crazy magic side of things. Because personally, this totally, in my opinion, it detracts from, from the real humanity of what makes uh, these movies and shows great. Uh, that's my opinion. Uh, let's do... Is there anything, what is that? Well, yeah, well, is there anything specifically with Shinshi we wanted them to do before we go into rankings, closing thoughts, whatever? Okay. I think I'd rather get all of it. I, I okay. have much more opinions on it. All right. So yeah. let's do, all right okay. So let's do uh, closing thoughts on Shinshi and ratings. Jane, you want to start us off? I'd give it a solid 8.6. 8.6. Yeah. Nice. Sandra? Uh, yeah, like an 8.5. Patrick? I'd give it an 8. Mr. Cole, you haven't seen it? I haven't seen it yet, so looking forward to seeing yeah, it guess on Friday. Friday. Yeah, right. Guess a ranking. Huh? Yeah, you want to guess yes, right? uh, based on what you said? Oh wow! Okay, um, I would, I would, I, I, I gotta go. I might go eight, eight plus. Just Tony Leon. I, I trust anything that he's in, mm-hmm. and I like the director. He did Just Mercy. Mm, so right, between yeah. the director and Tony Leon, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'll give it a solid seven point three. Again, first two thirds, fantastic. Loved every second of it. I love Simu Liu. I, I like Aquafina. Think Tony Leung was great, and he is going to be in future MCU projects, which is cool. <sighs> Such uh, a great actor. Last third, I couldn't stand. So yeah, seven point <laughs> three for me. Uh, on that note, Eternals. That happened. That movie existed. We saw it. Uh, it let's talk. You saw it. I saw it. Patrick saw it. I saw it. I saw it. I didn't. Mr. Cole saw it. Jane didn't see it. Uh, this is gonna be fun. So, <laughs> so let's let's get the turtles. Uh, I'll give my quick thoughts and you know, same thing. We'll go around same same general style. I and Patrick will probably kill me. I enjoyed Eternals much more than I thought I would. Uh, I walked into it expecting the the absolute worst, <laughs> and I and I and I watched. I was like, you know what? This is bad, 
this is stupid, but it's not terrible. Uh, and I think, for me personally, as anyone who listens to the podcast knows, Walking Dead is my favorite show of all time. Seeing Laurie Holden star in the MCU as one of the coolest characters we've ever... Like, I love her so much. She's an amazing actress. Uh, she's incredible in The Walking Dead. It's awesome that she can do this while being while being deaf and still pull off the best performance of the movie, in my opinion. Uh, and so for her character alone, I was like, oh no, this is awesome. And I can watch an hour or two hours of Makari just existing. Uh, other than that, no, it was dumb. It was bad. Yeah. Patrick? So... I think that it's interesting that you think I'd tear you apart for that because when I say I have strong opinions, I liked this movie. I mm -hmm. liked it for the opposite reasons of what I've been seeing online. So I thought that the some of the weakest... I mean, there are some clearly weak parts of the movie, and we'll get to that when we talk about... Because I want to talk about the Eternals themselves. I think that's the most important thing. But I thought everybody's, everybody's been bigging up uh, Chloe Zhao as the director because, you know, she directed Nomadland, won, like, Best Picture. Um, yeah. I thought the di directing in this film was a non-factor. Yeah. And I didn't notice it stand out at all. It just felt like another movie to me. And what I loved about the film was... Um, the stuff, even though I liked the film, the stuff that I loved was the stuff that was in there the least, which was what frustrated frust, frustrated me so much. Macari was in there the least. Yeah. Kit Harrington was in there the yeah. least. Stuff like that uh, was what really bothered me about this film, but I'll get more into that when we talk about the actual characters. Yeah. I think that like it's more of a movie that's going to be setting more stuff up mm -hmm. in the MCU. I liked some of the smaller elements, like it was an incredibly diverse cast, and mm -hmm. I liked the Greek mythology aspect of their names, which I thought was really cool. But like other than that, I just think that like there were like so many things that like like you said like Macari like she was barely in it, or like yeah. Cersei was like heavily man-dependent, which didn't make any sense until, like, the end. And even the end, like, she still looks like she forgives Icarus. Like, I don't know. I yeah. just think that there were, like, a bunch of things that, like, overall... <laughs> okay, I can say that. Keep going. Um, overall, like, I think it was more setting things up, but, like, yeah, little details, I think, could have made it better. So I, I feel like um, in, on the NFL Network, they have this thing when someone picks... Only one person picks a team to win and everyone else goes Are you that away. one person? The Lone Wolf. I, I really like the movie. I, I'm not going to say it's the most <laughs> amazing thing on the planet at all. I wouldn't say that. And it's funny that um, I like Gemma Chan's acting performance. I, I actually did. Cassandra's looking... Oh, okay. <laughs> you're, no, no, you're looking at me. Uh, no, no, get, her acting was good. I oh, just okay. like the character. No, I get it. I get it. I like the character. I... I got into a conversation with someone about Richard Madden's performance, and someone said, oh, I really didn't like it. And I said, I think he was performing a character that was supposed to be detached. And when you find out what he actually knows, yeah. it makes sense as to why he is portraying it like that, because Icarus is pretty detached because of his knowledge, yeah. and he has knowledge that not everybody knows. Um, I did actually very much see the director's imprint on this movie, and I do think that it affected the mood. I, on the Dune podcast, I said that Eternals was, a, I said that Dune was a very deliberate movie. I thought Eternals was also, 
pretty deliberate. And with the exception of, Patrick and I talked about this, this will come up, with the exception of one sort of really glaring thing, I thought that they, 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 the, the movie made sense. It hit a lot of beats. Obviously, it had the obligatory Marvel big yeah. fight scene at the end, which, okay, that's fine. And it was well choreographed, so yeah. it was fine. I liked the characters. I, I guess I thought some of the... I remember there were a lot of critis, crit, criticisms about Angelina Jolie in the movie. I thought she was I thought she was good. And once again, I understood what was going on in the character. I, the yeah. acting choices made by the characters made by the actors made sense because of the characters. Yeah. I thought Brian Tyree Henry, I thought he was great. I, Is I, that Fastos? Yeah, Fastos. Yeah, he was good. I thought he was good. Um, well, I don't know if she was um, uh, um, Oh my goodness, the guy who who was the Bollywood star. Uh, oh, oh, come on, on Anjali. He's fantastic. He was fantastic. he was amazing. He yeah. was amazing. And, you know, once again, I, unlike some other movies, and like I said, we'll get to this later, Every single decision that the characters made made sense for the most part. Once again, with the exception of how they deal with the snap and Thanos. But other well, than I that, a few other things too. But other than but but other than that, I have to say I really liked it. I was impressed. I was never bored. I was I was on board. Yeah, Patrick. So I and Jaden, if you at all care about spoilers, because I'm about to spoil in depth several parts of the film. I don't even know who the villain is. That was my question. That's a great question, oh, isn't that, it? That's an excellent yeah. question. Because <laughs> I know the villain is Green Slime Man and Rip Off Superman. <laughs> so, okay, so I wanna. Yeah. I agree with everything you said about character decisions making sense. Yeah. Right. I don't think they showed how they made sense. Fastos was an amazing character. Amazing, okay. Yeah. I thought that this show, or this movie would have been fantastic as a miniseries. Yes. They devoted yeah. 100%. Like one episode Fastos, per Yes. They show him in the aftermath of the of Hiroshima. Right. Where he's contributed. Which is a story thing, a dangerous thing to do. Oh, I did not show. Well, yeah. No, let's not necessarily. I don't necessarily mind. Let's talk real quick because I do want to get that. That's like, that actually is one of the biggest things I had an issue with. For me, so I loved that you have Fastos, who's one of the most humanity-loving Eternals that we see. Yes, he loves he loves humanity until that. Is that like Thanos but fast? (laughs) I thought the choice to do the dropping of the atomic bomb was terrible. Yeah. When because it's an iffy thing to do. If you're gonna gonna do World War, if you're gonna do World War, there's things. No, 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 no. If you want something in World War II to be the thing that shakes someone's faith in humanity. The fact that they wouldn't do the Holocaust shocked me. Well, but this like, is dealing with technology. I, 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 yeah, 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 I, I do not think even still. Like I mean, fine, fine. Then the Nazis used technology to true. slaughter an entire religion. Not as glaring of an example. So I, I don't think that that that's not what really bothered me. Though I could see how it could bother someone. Right. It was the fact that they showed that and they said he hates humanity now and then. Literally five yeah, minutes right later, to him. Over. Yeah. they skip, they skip over, the... over the part where he falls in love with right, yeah, yeah. a human and has a, child. has a child and his faith in good humanity one. is rekindled. No, it's it's just, yeah. He hates humanity that was, that's a good and now he doesn't. Yeah. And it happened, no. <laughs> But Wait, the thing joking? was, no, 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 this is real. This is real. He literally says humanity doesn't deserve us. What have I done? And then he's a kid, like two seconds later, and in a loving relationship. Like with a with a, a person he loves. Yeah, like Patrick know. is right. They this, skip yeah, over. Yeah. yeah. The wow. crazy thing is, 
it's not the only time it happens. No, it's not. Because Ajax... <laughs> oh. By the way, the one Eternal with all of the information... All the knowledge. Yeah. Right. She knows everything that the... What are they called? The Celestials yeah. are doing. She knows every single thing they're doing. They don't show the part where humanity is the reason that she is convinced to not go along with this. They tell you. They tell you. They tell you. She tells us. She tells us. I get get her reason. Right. But if you devoted a miniseries episode to showing over the centuries why, because she's been to countless civilizations. She's destroyed countless worlds. It's nice. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, like, the Eternals are the villains. Like, you want to know who the villain is? See, Eternals, they suck. Yeah. At what point did she decide that her entire life's purpose <laughs> was not was not something that she could go but, along with? Can we just talk about how the Celestials created the worst range of powers ever assembled? Like, on one end of the spectrum, spectrum, on one end of the spectrum, you have a guy like Druid <laughs> who can control entire civilizations with a thought. You have Fastos who can invent anything that our minds can think up. And then on the other end, you have Kingo, who can shoot two blasts from his hands, and Ajax, who can, like, heal little cuts. That's it! Okay, but the thing about it is not even, like, the scale of the powers. It's the fact that their, their prime directive... Is that they're not supposed to interfere? And all the powers the, are designed to the interfere. development of humanity, and then they created an Eternal, whose power set—it's not possible to not interfere with humanity because the power set is controlling but humans. Does anyone, does anyone remember when the whole special thing about Tony Stark was that he was a regular guy who invented all this stuff, and in his heart knew what he was doing was right? Yeah, none of that matters if Fastos just gives it to humanity. Like, the thing where Fastos, in, this is my honest thing to this movie. The thing where Fastos invents, like, the engine and the plow and, and gunpowder and hands it to humanity, that is such a bad thing to show. Because it's like, no, we should be empowering people, not telling them, oh, you can't do anything. You're too weak. Let someone else do it for you. I hated that. I know that I'm ranting. Don't get me started on my thoughts about the humanity <laughs> stuff yet. I have one more Eternal to yeah, tackle, which is Sprite. Oh my god, worst character ever. I think we can all agree it's the worst. I haven't even watched the movie. But it's the fact that she asked the question at some point in the film, why did the Eternals make me like this? Why did they make me this perpetual child? It's a good question. still feel the... It's an amazing question. <laughs> they don't answer it! Why did the Eternals make a child who could feel the emotions and attractions of an adult Oh, yeah, Mar- yeah Marvel okaying pedophilia hold was on, not, not ideal. Cassandra? Oh, no, like, I agree with you. I just think that, like, it just didn't make sense. Like, she's my age. She's 14, <laughs> and Icarus is... Icarus. Yeah, I really didn't like that Marvel completely accepted a relationship between a 50-year-old and a 14-year-old. Like that that I mean, they it didn't. Good. It was only from her direction. But, but at, no, at no point does anyone say, hey, little weird. No, but also, what I don't understand is then she has, like, her whole sobbing thing at the end when, like, he flies yeah. too close to the sun. But then Cersei makes her human. Right. Yeah, so she does, gets rewarded. Yeah, she, so she gets rewarded. <laughs> she stabbed. She literally yeah, stabbed so, Cersei through the chest. Cersei, and, and then Cersei, and I think Cersei was just... But can we talk about character. how Icarus yeah. dies for no reason? But, but like, no, he I wasn't... That, no, so I thought that... So oh, Patrick and I talked about this. 
So maybe in terms of, and I, I'm, I'm hearing all the points that you're making about things not making sense. My rating is still going to be my rating because I'm still all in on this movie. The thing is, I enjoyed the film. No, I enjoyed, well, the I enjoyed it too. But, 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 but Patrick and I, Patrick can attest to this because we talked about this on the way out. I thought that Eternals did a sidestep the, the Batman versus Superman moment. Where oh, yeah, we Batman, we're talking about yeah. this too, Cassandra. Where Superman, Batman has Superman. He's on the 10-yard line. He's about to kill Superman. And he all of a sudden, he decides that he's not going to do it because they both have the same name. That didn't make when, any sense. When, that didn't make any sense. Of course not. Now, when Icarus, when, when, right, when Icarus decides to stop, I thought that was set up well. Because if you remember the beginning of the movie, when he tells Cersei is, I'm going to try to love them because thought- you love them. I thought that that was a good oppor- that was a good point I, of showing not telling. That that made I agree. sense. And that I made sense. I've seen yeah. complaints about Icarus's sudden turn. It no, didn't no, 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 sense. that I, wasn't a sudden I, turn. I, no. That made sense. Exactly. Right. And they're married. What they're married, married for thousands no, no, of years. What do, that makes sense. What doesn't make sense is him saying, "Okay, I'm gonna be good now," and then half a second later, flying into the sun. No, no, no. no. But I, but yeah. he did that because he couldn't because. He was always in love with Cersei. Like he never stopped loving her. And his he, like, purpose wrote, was gone. Yeah. Right. So, but, but, it would I, make... but it also it does make sense. Like back to Greek mythology, Icarus, fly, Icarus Do... flies too close to the sun okay. because he gets too. Like, I agree. With, I agree. I like. I like the idea of, of names having meaning. Um, and it would have made sense if they'd showed like decades or years later, or months later, Cersei's still with Dane Whitman. Icarus is lost, he can't find his way, and then he doesn't. It's seconds after he says, I will do my best to change. Like, he, he did his best for four seconds. Well, I actually think that also, I don't know how much he could live with himself after all this stuff Yeah, because remember, he... He kills Ajax. He does kill Ajax. He kills Ajax. He tries to kill Druig. Yeah, yeah. He, like, Sorry, breaks Jamie. his family apart. Right. Like, I mean, like, I don't no. think that he can live with himself on the inside. But because let's assume if Ajax is the mom, he's the dad. Yeah. He's married to Cersei. I'll chalk yeah. up to a um, I'll, then I'll chalk up to a filmmaking issue because I thought they, th- there was a way to make it, it just in terms of um, choreography and, and camera placement and music and whatever, where you can convey through visual storytelling that he can't live with himself. I thought they didn't make that scene. No, in the I thought line. you could see that in his I eyes. I thought you could see it in his eyes. I disagree. I, I disagree, Jordan. I when he when he's going to the you can see yeah, the yeah you anguish. can see the full and, regret and and even that moment. Like I said, I got to be honest. His character had the cleanest arc or the cleanest, not arc, but I think that he made that, the most sense. He made the most sense. Thank you. He made the Cersei's most sense. And for that moment, remember, he says, "That's it. I'm done with this." And he's like, I'm done pretending. It's over. We're not doing this. We're not going to stop the Celestial from being born. And he reveals that he knows. I, I thought he, like I said, I I thought that that was well done. I feel so bad now. That I love. No, it's, no, it's, that, it's the other that point that you well guys done. are bringing up. I didn't. <laughs> I think that his made sense. Okay, I, let's I talk about some of the positives, though. Okay. Whoa, <laughs> no, we, we, we haven't even got into the Celestials and and their and the whole thing with humanity yet. This is no, wait, wait, I want to talk about the positives. Can I ask a question? Though? Yes. Was it? Didn't we bring up in Guardians of the Galaxy that Ego is a Celestial? Yeah. Isn't that the whole thing? So why does the other ones look like that? And isn't Ego's purpose to like take over, like? I'm so confused. No, <laughs> it's a great question, no, isn't it? Like, things on Earth to kill, to like, yeah. blob 
thingy. Well, again, again, I think we can That's a good point. Moving on. Moving on. No, much like Eternal. Much like Eternal. That's a good question. Moving on to the next scene. Wow. Um, good catch. Oh, wow. But, but <laughs> exactly what Marvel did. It's exactly what Marvel yeah. did. So moving on, because uh, I don't have an answer for you, and neither does Kevin Feige. Uh, the, positive, the positives of Eternals can be, uh, I think, distilled down into two things. Kingo and Makari. Druig and Makari. Yeah, oh, I said Kingo. Druig and Makari. That was, that was so well, that cute. couple. Druig and then Kingo. Kingo. I go, was I the go. most adorable, adorable thing. Also, yeah. Gilgamesh. We should have seen more. Oh, Gilgamesh is the oh, best. I love Gilgamesh. I gotta, I gotta go. I'm sorry. You don't like... No, no, no. I do... I like. I thought the character of Icarus. I thought Icarus was really appropriately complicated, and I like Fastos. I do happen to like the actor yeah. a oh. lot, so I think that's why I liked his his portrayal. Once again, completely acknowledging that they skipped fifty years of character <laughs> development. Yeah. Again, miniseries would have been okay. helpful. Um, yeah, I'll say I liked Icarus. Where I where Icarus is, I was lost on the journey of Icarus's arc because. As soon as I saw that Ajax was dead, I I, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I found it predictable. I knew that he had done it. Okay. Um, it's the only one that made sense. Yeah. Yeah, and the trailers kept showing him in that scene, like talking to her. So it was, it was the only, uh, to to me, the only option. Yeah. But um, I, so I liked Icarus, but to me, they all like fell sideways compared to Drew and yeah. Makari, which we did not get enough of. Yeah, that, that was. Well, Makari was such a cool character. Such she was a awesome. delightful character. But she said, and finally, the actress is also yeah. amazingly charismatic. Yeah, it's Lloyd so, Redloff, you, you can do no wrong. I mean, I've seen all of them. Well, can I say something? She was. I don't know if anyone has seen uh, Sound of Metal. Yes, she was incredible in that movie. So she's just a very good actress. Yeah. So. Well, now Barry Keoghan, without this Drew, is going to be Joker in Batman. Really? His brother revealed that he's going to be Joker. He, I think that he was, was very good in the game. I, I saw the context for that. That's not a guarantee. That might have been a joke. Oh, there yeah. was a chance that that was a joke. It, it was a chance. But, but, or, on the other hand, could be really cool. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, Drakari, as it's been called on the internet, was awesome. Uh, I, I, I am so happy that finally a filmmaker got doing a speedster right. There was no slow motion. It was you saw her run in real time, and it looked so good. And it the was, fight, yeah. and the fight between her and Icarus was awesome. Yes, um, yeah. I I loved every second of Makari. I could watch a mini series of Makari. Yeah. Uh, so that was great. Druig, I'm not. I liked him with Makari as his own character, and I get that this was his character. I thought he was too, you know, power hungry. And obviously his arc is him growing out of that and learning... But he's also the red herring. Like The, the herring. movie sets you up yeah. to believe that he's going to be the, yeah. the quote-unquote yeah. no, bad when it turns out to be Icarus. Yeah, the yeah. no, right. I, I didn't think he was good with Makari. Evan, obviously, Gilgamesh is just the yeah. best. Oh, I, I, that Gilgamesh was so sad. His death sucked. Yeah. Uh, that was, but, but he was... That was it, and I guess that's the thing, right? Okay, so... <laughs> also, but this is why students are awesome for, for teachers as well. Because you guys illuminate things for me. <laughs> you guys are pointing out a lot of flaws. Are you going to bring up how it makes no sense that one random deviant can steal people's powers I'm without gonna, that, that did not make any sense. <laughs> Once again, I see your points. I'm just going back to... <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, uh, it's, no arguments. We don't even have much time. The movie... I guess something about a movie makes you feel. As I saw the movie, I felt good. I enjoyed it. 
Quick question. I, I, have a crazy part is I have so many issues, so why do I still like the movie? What? I still yeah. like the movie, question for you. right? You know, like, I, I, one issue I didn't bring up. Um, I didn't even, I have probably brought up half of them. <laughs> Speaking of Patrick, uh, remind me again, the deviants are meant to take, uh, are meant to emulate the apex predator of the given planet, right? At what point on Earth did we have massive four-armed monkey bulls and griffins, i.e. lions with wings? Because I personally don't... I guess don't, you weren't there for that. I personally <laughs> don't remember that on Earth. Um, no, but I, I do think Patrick's right. The film is plagued by issues at every step of the way, and yet I enjoy... I also enjoyed making fun of it, but I enjoy... There were large ass where I was like, yeah, like, I... If Macari shows up in Blade with Dane Whitman, I'm down for that. And by the way, Kit Harrington was hysterical in this. Kit like, Harrington like was, was so good. Kit Harrington was very funny. In he this. was really I good. I really enjoyed his performance. Um, but yeah, I mean, Macari, who's taken by Arishem? It's Cersei, Drew, Kingo, and who else? Uh, Sprite. No, Spike? no. Spike they leave, they leave Spike No, it's Cersei. It's, oh, right. it's Cersei Druig. Is it Fastus? And that's right. Like, okay. No, I uh, will semi. No, 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 no. He's at the end. No. no, no, no. When the Celestial pretty much punishes them. When Arisham takes them. Arisham takes them. It's Druig, right. Cer- Cersei, and Fastos. No, but I. No, Dino, Macari. No, no, no. No, no. No, it's not Kingo. because... No, it's Kingo. It's Kingo, Kingo. Fastos. Yeah, because then they go ask, like, and, who's... And Cersei. What, where right. are they? Kingo, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we have that. Then we have Eros, Thena, and <laughs> Druig. So sorry, I'm sorry. Macari. I'm sorry. We have Harry Styles, Macari, Thena, and I, Druig. I didn't Wait. think that that made any sense. That has to be Guardians 3, right? I mean, that, yeah, that's because, how that... No, but also, like... He wasn't mentioned like at all. He comes in for a second. He has a goblin with him. So he's also Thanos' brother. So look, that was looks like, like that was so. So cool. it's funny. You're forgetting a crucial point, which is that Harry Styles makes a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's right. So they talked about that, and they said normally the Marvel mid credits are setting up something no, that like the I audience that they, wants to see. No, they yeah. do that. They've done they that do, in so many movies. Like they did that for Avengers. They introduced, yeah. Yeah. But I think what they were saying, I, I read something, they were like, this was so deep cut. This yeah. was so, like, like, tr- like deep cut Marvel. Like, they could have come up with something better. Also, yeah. And even the scene at the end where it's like, okay, you know what? Show that it's Blade no, no, you wanna, at the end. You want to know the best you part know, of the movie and, for me? Yeah, best yeah. part of the movie? Hearing Mahershala Ali's voice. But that, I was like, that is that, so you cool. Out, but you knew it was him? Yeah, 100%. I did, I 100% knew it was him. You did too? No. I didn't know, but I was like... Cassandra and I are the same thing. I did not know that it was Mahershala Ali. The second I heard his voice. That's the voice at the end? That was Blade. It's Mahershala Ali. Oh, no. Okay. The second I heard his voice. See, I didn't know that until I looked it up. Someone told me. When's the last time you saw Green Book? Oh, uh... The year came out. That's on, why. Yeah, on a plane. That's why. I saw Green Book recently. Oh, oh, okay. And then so I saw know, Eternal. I was like, all right, I'm so done. I'm, 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 I'm watching season three of True Detective mm. over the winter break. Okay, yeah. so yeah, but my, I know we have to wrap up. Right, my, right. my final point is I don't think that it's great to, to leave your movie uh, with the message of, should we have saved the humans? <laughs> Should they have saved me? <laughs> I want to be saved. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to resonate with me. Yeah. No, I, I, again, I, I hated the overall message of you can't do anything. You need someone else to do it for you. But wait a minute. But that, okay, okay, but let's take out the fact that we're humans in real life. But that matters. But we all to watch the movie. But wait, but wait, but wait, but wait. 
That, that no, dog doesn't care. It was a philosophical conversation. Do you have the right to stop a celestial from being born? And can the celestial create more life in the universe? I don't know. I thought it was a, a dumb good question. question. None of us oh, are celestials. I, I, We're all humans. <laughs> I don't care I, about the rest of the universe. I want to live. I, oh, man, I I still like this movie. <laughs> I like the movie. I'm I just I don't think it's a good standalone movie. Like it's yeah. just it's just setting. I think that like it's just setting things up for everything else. Like for everything else coming, so that way you just have that on the inside. There are Eternals. There's a greater thing. Everyone was gonna die By the way, once again, again. When you like, see Arashim in his full form, right? I can that think was of, so creepy. I can. That was imposing. I was no. I was no. I I got that Avengers one seeing Thanos for the first time yeah. feeling. Yes. But also, there's like two people in the MCU who can do anything against this guy. Like everyone else, what's talking about? No, like, like Doctor Strange oh. could probably do something. Yeah. Maybe Thor. Galactus. Wanda. No, no, oh, I'm sorry, MCU. Sorry, 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 yeah, sorry, sorry. Wanda, maybe Hulk. Okay, what's Peter Parker going to do against this Hulk. guy? Hulk... What's half the MCU? Yeah, I'm well, not surprised not you actually... don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I just want to say I should have completely brought back up. I should have brought Miss Hickerson here for this. Miss Hickerson and I are on the same page. We continue. <laughs> I don't know. I just I I thought Eternals was a fun movie for two reasons: a, because Lori Holden, uh, bless her soul, was awesome, and b, because I like making fun of really dumb movies. And this was a really dumb movie. I, I think it's going to be more important once it moves Hopefully. along. But right now, it just like I just think it was too much background, and yeah. then they had to do the Marvel huge fight scene. Yeah, with R- some right. character doing some. Big it's a lot thing. of talking. Actually, a lot of I think around. that the huge fight scene is forced in a lot of Marvel movies. I didn't think it was. No, here, and it was well done. Um, all right, final thoughts, <laughs> rankings. So, so um, and I'm still holding true with my ranking. Um, I'm, I'm gonna actually give it a seven point five. That's lower than I thought. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I recognize it had flaws. I recognize that it had flaws. I guess when I think about the turn at the end and the character that has to make the decision not to vaporize the other characters. Icarus's turn at the end made sense for me, so I think that the ending of the movie, if you have a good ending, you can kind of erase the other flaws. And I think maybe that's what it was. I thought the ending was mm. good. I thought that it did have a good climax. Um, and and I and I, I like the story. And I like I like that they tried to do something different. I appreciated a filmmaker and a director going out on a limb and doing things, with the exception of the obligatory fight scene at the end doing something a little bit different and marvel doesn't always do that and yeah. i guess that's my concern i don't want people to stop taking artistic risk so yeah. 7.5 patrick i would get it probably about still a 7.1 or two mm-hmm. um i really like mr caldwell i i really like some parts of this like the non-linear storytelling i thought mm-hmm. worked really well um and i hope that this doesn't discourage marvel and I absolutely, yeah, I absolutely think it is the messiest Marvel film. Yep. But I do not think it deserves to be the only rotten Marvel film. Yeah. I don't Thor: The Dark that, World should be rotted. Right. Like, yeah. I think that it does enough right to make me able to overlook some of what is wrong. Yeah. Cassandra. Oh, I agree. I think I give it like a seven point three. There's like some amazing things, but then there's like more flaws. Like I don't know. Have to find a balance. Yeah, so I'll say for me, uh, I'm giving it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it in two parts. 
Uh, the film gets a 6.5. Makari gets a 10. That's, that's my... Sorry, okay. Uh, I, I thought it was a... I enjoyed watching it to an extent, despite it being marred by stupidity. Uh, but I am... I am excited to see the... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Evolution of certain aspects of this film. So 6.5, Makari gets a 10. Guys, that is a wrap. <laughs> that is a wrap on Excelsior's Marvel Mania episode. Hope you enjoyed listening to us yell and rant about Eternals and Shang-Chi. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I'm supposed to know what's going on next episode. I don't. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's the No Way Home breakdown. Um, or it'll be something else. But hey, that's part of the fun of this. We we sort of figure out as we go. Uh, however, I will plug that on December 17th, we will be yes. recording, and very shortly after that, we will be uploading our holiday special, ranking the entirety of the MCU, which will most likely include No Way Home. So, that is definitely something to look forward to. Hope you all had a good time. See you all next week. Bye-bye. Have a good one.